Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the... of yours will be reduced to a burned-out cinder. Hi everybody, welcome to Oddcast, movies, music and gaming. Here I am, I'm Sam, I'm here with Dan, dreadful Dan. Hi Dan. It's me, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, Dan. Is it true that your gold penis is belly? I don't know where I'm going with the your, your lifeline. <laughs> your lifeline, yeah. It's your Dude. lifeline, my friend. <laughs> Hanging on to it for dear life. Blah, 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 blah. Um, how's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, enjoyed those Spandau Ballet puns. Um mm. I was actually feeling a bit a bit ill today, and um, towards the end of the day, I thought I need to do some research for this episode, and um, I went digging for some really bad Spandau Ballet, and it was so bad that it actually sent me into a stupor, and um, I fell asleep for three hours and I'd just woken up in a sort Jesus. of post post Spandau Ballet induced coma. So, <laughs> It's a shame because today's episode is about David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lie. It's it's a Spandau Ballet. Let's have a quick listen. Um, well, I'm glad that Spandau Ballet was able to put you asleep 
Um, <laughs> let's hope it doesn't continue for the listeners. Um, Dan, why don't you t- tell me briefly? Oh, I was just say that we're doing a hit and a shit. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we take a song that we like and a song that we hate about a band or a subject or whatever, and then show it to each other. And then we show each other's penises and then we bait them. Um, so what do you think about <laughs> Spando, um, Spanking Ballet? What, what's your uh, opinions on them? What's your background? Not a lot. Not a lot. Oh. I know a little bit, very little bit of some of that early stuff mm-hmm. from from like New Wave compilations and things. Yeah. Um, and... I've always thought, oh, that's quite cool. And it doesn't really mesh with what I then know of like the, you know, prominent, big, huge pop singles. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, everyone knows Gold and True and all this. And and then beyond that, I don't really know much either because then I always see their albums in like charity shops and things. Yeah. And I'm like, they've actually got quite a big body of work. Um. And then really, like a lot of people, all I see is them bickering on TV and interviews about how um, acrimonious things became Mm. and like their sort of abortive attempts to reform and and then occasionally they have reformed but certain people are involved and all this. um, But then they always seem to be playing the same old material. (laughs) So I never really really hear anything actually new beyond this like small pool of songs. So I've actually had to do a bit of research for this episode and it's been rather revealing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I span a ballet for me um, when I like, you know, you listen to all the hits growing up as a kid and I think when I was around 14, 15 um, I started to hear some of their uh, this is when like going into like Depeche Mode and all this stuff and kind of really yeah. the eighties. Um and Spanish Ballet was always um yeah, I never really I knew obviously about like yeah true and gold and whatever and all that. But um when you dig a bit deeper, um you realise that um there's actually some like pretty fairly decent stuff um that's actually buried in there. But it's all like of a certain ilk. So um if that makes sense so it's weird because i feel like the singles do stand out from their body of work and i can see why they're so popular but you listen to the rest of it and you're like okay it's kind of um you know i want to say it's like above mediocre in that there's some bits that are interesting but it has a certain sound to it um that's definitively spandau ballet and within that with each album because they release like an album a year for like 10 years or something um each one has its own kind of sound but generally speaking it's all the same thing and that's a thing that i think works and it's very very 80s um but yeah the my hit which i'll kind of come on to um was the track that kind of opened the door for me to like really explore spandau ballet um and i like the story behind it i mean like the fact is they were they were put together and they were kind of like a pop band um that was uh you know just smushed up to be part of the whole new romantic thing um and uh i think they um their first gig was a label i might have got this mistaken this is just me going back into my memory vaults i think the first gig they ever did was literally They'd already been signed and this was a label like putting on a party going like, come and listen to Spandau Ballet. 
And that's really? the first gig yeah. that I did. So that's not like we're mates trying to get together or whatever, which kind of, I suppose, explains the kind of aftermath of it all. Yeah. And yeah. Same, same as you. Like, I know, I'm pretty sure it's the Kemp's versus everyone else, um, <laughs> yeah. which would make sense. Um, and yeah, Gary Kemp was the main songwriter and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, obviously, like, what I think when you go back and listen to Spandau Ballet, a lot of it does hinge on the fact that Tony Adley is a very uh, unique and talented singer. Um, yeah. And I don't think these songs would work as well without him, which is pretty much what he says. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And that's kind of one of the things, like the glue that binds the music over the course of the 80s. Mm. Um, by listening to Bits and Bobs, I suppose, like you said, there is an inherent kind of uh, unity to the songwriting, but mm. they move through the 80s like a lot of other bands did. Like you start with this like new wave kind of um, almost synth poppy kind of instrumentation as well. Mm. Um, by 83, 84, you're moving into kind of soft pop ballads. Yeah. Um, and then a little bit of kind of as the 80s draw on this like kind of like cheap soul kind of sound mm. blue-eyed soul you know mm. um well, and it all starts to go up as well it becomes more yeah sort of smooth sax mm. yeah po- polished in that in that sort of 80s way that it's quite cheesy like i always thought oh god this sounds horrible but when i was listening to some of the later stuff today mm. i was like oh it sounds horrible and then about 10 seconds later i was like I actually quite like that sound because I've like reprocessed it through getting into stuff like, you know, Aerial Pink and mm. like Synthwave and mm. some of it actually is quite, it's quite nice. Yeah. Funny enough, I think that's the sound of us getting old because I had exactly yeah. the same experience. So I haven't listened to Spandau Ballet properly for about over 10 years, probably something like that. Um, and even then it wasn't as if like, oh my God, it's not like my, or our Tears for Fears reverence or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's more like, yeah, okay, there's, there's stuff there. Like I'll listen to this. And I, I remember, but going back, I was like, I actually like these albums more than I thought. And I think that is part of it. The fact that um, I was, I was in two minds, same as you, I imagine, which is like, it's that like one thing, which is like, if I heard this on like a film or a TV show or like, you know, this kind of like dad music, I'd be like, this is fucking terrible. And then there's the other side of me, which is just like, now I'm looking at it in almost like a postmodern, nostalgic, um, yeah. as you said, like retro wave, almost kind of way. I'm like enjoying it again from a different perspective than probably maybe what is originally intended. Um, but I don't think anyone can see the irony in that. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I'm liking it because I'm an old dad now, Yeah, uh, which could also be true. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, it was like, um this yeah spanner ballet not the hits the the kind of lesser known stuff um was yeah part of my like yeah this is cool um especially the early stuff like yeah. um you know cocky like you know it was all part of that co- yeah like depeche mode style um thing it was, it was all kind of happening at that same time um yeah. and 1980 i think was their first single Mm. And their last proper studio album, I think, was 89. Yeah, that makes sense. So it did encompass, yeah, started around the same time and mm. kind of encompassed the 80s. Yeah, entirety of the 80s. 
Um, yeah, it's, we, it's uh, good. Let's swing it. into your hit. And you want to hear my hit? It's, to be yeah. fair, actually, my hit is quite a, quite a good start. Um, so for me, a bit of context. This was apart from, as I was saying, um, I said earlier, apart from the actual Spanner Ballet hits, this track when I first heard it blew my fucking mind, um, and ever since, um, I've this has been my go-to Spandau Ballet track when I want to introduce people to Spandau Ballet as being not the band that they thought they might have been, um, and it's their very first track. It is to cut a long story short. I thought so. <laughs> so let's have a listen. <laughs> Because <laughs> I wanted to pick that because that's my favourite Spandau Ballet song, mm. um, and in fact, it's the only one really that I would consider <laughs> giving a, a hit to. Mm. So um, I'm interested. In what else you got then? What, yeah, well, I was like, I need to, to I need to have a backup plan because I thought <laughs> well, I bet Sam picks that because this was the first song. Yeah, beyond like what you hear on the radio, I heard. I had a CD. I think maybe you had it from the same CD. Maybe. Because it was around the same time that we were like getting into a lot of stuff. I can't remember what it was called. It was called like New Wave Nation or something. something. No, it was like a a compilation of like, yeah, 70s and 80s New Wave hits. And it was on there. And I was like, this is great. Uh, I was like, is this the same? This is that gold band. It doesn't doesn't seem right. Yeah. It's true though. And that's it. They like, they came in it's a bit darker. I, I love his vocals here. I fucking love it. I love the breakdown. Um, I love the bass line. Everything about it is just fucking great. And it's a bit dirty as well. Yeah. Um, well, the sounds they've got on the synths, that fuzzy, crunchy kind of, almost like, uh, it's like, it's a bit kind of like prodding you along. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a cool fucking riff. But yeah, the way it's still got this big ballad, like these big 80s kind of vocals, it's all like, you know, very, very young doobies down and whatever, all this stuff. It's all like yeah. proclamations or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, then back into the... It's just like, fuck, that is so fucking cool. It's That's such great. a good groove. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, you're right. His vocal is what kind of just like lifts it into a different territory mm. from what would have been you know, still a damn good track. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of like makes it stand out a bit from other synth pop bands at the time, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's great. I, I love everything about it. And yeah, this was like the track that they um, opened everything with. So when I was talking about that gig, you can see it. You can see a video of that gig where they're like, I was playing our ballet, blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 da. and then it's straight into the, and I was thinking, 
Fuck, awesome. Great. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder everyone like wet their pants. This is great. Um, and all of them standing on stage all fucking made up and obviously gone OTT on all the new romantic <laughs> stuff. It's just ridiculous. Like they went overboard on it. Um, yeah. Uh, I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. One of my favorite bits is that bass breakdown in the middle. And they do some really cool like drumming in there, yeah. like really strange little clattering kind of things, like not something you'd expect to hear in a kind of pop single. No, it's kind of reminds me a little bit of, like Dexy's Midnight Runners or something. Um, yeah, even that well, came. I don't know that would have been around the same time, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so Adam, Adam and the Ants had quite a lot of like interesting Adam and the Ants, yeah, tribal yeah. drumming stuff going on as well, didn't they? Yeah, it's kind of a little bit like that. It's quite like. I don't know. It's like they're hitting the rims or something. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, or like um, a bin. <laughs> it's, like <Yeah>. a bin. <laughs> it's true though, because that was like you know, it's all like oh, um, that's what Dexys did, if I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah, all that um, the precursor to Stomp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shitty Stomp. I've got a story about Stomp. Actually, we were doing some um, filming uh, for um, it was called Rooftop Rainforest, where I put a rainforest on top of a Westfield. Um, and we did it for Sky One for Earth Day years ago. Right. Um, and part of it, we need to basically make up shit to fill a two-part episode, two-part show. <laughs> um, and one of it was like, oh, we're going to recreate noises from the rainforest, but how do we recreate these noises? And we got in like a Foley artist. Yeah. <laughs> is, I'm going off on one now. A Foley artist who was this woman who was like, skinny and like wore all black and like she looked like um oh god i forget i can't remember the actress's name but like very arty put it that way like looks like a french artiste or whatever okay. um, and i think she's german um which would make more sense and i remember we had to go to westfield and this was at a time when i was like thinking i was fucking jim morrison so i was like all in black skinny black jeans and whatever black t-shirt and i remember yeah. like me and her walking into this elevator in Westfield that just opened up and people thought we were like this fucking like rock star <laughs> rock star couple because we just it looked like we were just like from the Velvet Underground or something like that but part of that episode um, was that um, yeah we went to Stomp and he learned uh, it has absolutely no real bearing on the show or whatever but um, we like went backstage with the Stomp and they were like yeah you can do this and playing this and we did it all um on stage as well in front of audiences whatever and all this like oh you're gonna be on sky one or whatever and the audience is sitting there like what the fuck is this why am i watching this weird old man he's like <laughs> a dusty gedge who was who did he was just the worst host he wasn't a host he just he's just a fucking gardener basically that we just, <laughs> we just made host the show he's up in front of this stomp thing and that's what that's the only bit of stomp i've seen was there was <laughs> was coming in at the end for the big finale and all this. And I remember sitting there watching it thinking, these people have paid to see this. Like, is this, is this good? Cause it looks fucking shit. It looks fucking <laughs> dreadful. Have you ever seen it? Um, only like the little clips that you see on like TV adverts. But it's like, I'm just part, it's part of me. It's just like, I, I get it. But at the same time, I don't get it enough that I think I'd sit through an entire West End show of this. No, it looks dreadful. I, I hate all that kind of thing. Keep it to 10 seconds of a Spandau Ballet song and that's it. That's, yeah. all, that's as much as I want to hear it. Right, anyway, sorry, I went off on a complete fucking tangent there. Can I, I'm going to go off on another tangent, though. Go. We're going down the rabbit hole of your uh, <laughs> your anecdote. I just Googled Dusty Gedge. 
Yeah, yeah. You know those like postcards, say greetings from London, and they've got a couple of like typical like yeah. punks. Yeah. yeah. Those like ridiculous coloured mohawks. Yeah. He posed for one of those. What? What do you mean he posed for one of those? He's po- he he he's he is one of the punks. Punk. Really? I don't think I think he's just dressed up as a punk. He's got like a fake mohawk on. Yeah. And um seems to be on his website. Reflections of being a punk for a day. He is one of those guys in his freaking postcards. Oh god. Well yeah, I mean that's he's just that's, his whole thing is um putting uh you know when you see like walls and roofs that are all of plants on them, green roofs, green walls, whatever. That's him, that's what he does. So, <sighs> um yeah, anyway, that's the story. A bit of my life. Um Dan, Spantown Ballet. <laughs> Yes. I never thought we'd get onto the um, this and Spada Ballet episode. Matter in hand. So that was my hit. I think let's listen to your let's listen to your shit first. Oh my god. Okay. Um let me just tell you what album it's from. Uh oh. Um, it's gonna be quite dull. Huh? It's gonna be quite dull, actually. To be fair, all their albums are fairly it's got a different drum sound. That's about it. <laughs> I don't know. I was like I was quite shocked when I heard this one. Um I did consider her doing uh they re-recorded car long story short for an album they did in 2009 yeah i didn't i don't want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) well i started listening to it and i was like oh that sounds a bit shit and then um i got halfway through it and i was like that's actually quite good it's just a good song doesn't matter how which way you uh reinterpret it it's still inherently good right so that went out the window um I've gone to their album from 1986, Through the Barricades, which has got this, yeah, like, it's almost like after um, the True album, they seem to have done, tried to do something a bit more like rock orientated. Yeah. But they've produced it with all these like really soft synths and it just sounds really cheesy. Um, But I just thought this was the worst song on the album. Um, It is called... Virgin. Yeah, okay. I thought you were going to say that. funny that you chose this because this is generally speaking like this album uh isn't one of my favorites put it that way but um it's as what you were saying before like i think if ariel pink did a cover of cover of this song (laughs) i think you would love it yeah i think you'd be really into it i think (laughs) just the way it's sounding at the moment isn't great i think what you just speaking on your behalf i think what you don't like about it is the bum 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 or whatever yeah. that makes it sound like a funny enough like a west end show or something or like yeah. a, something like you'd have a, you know the, the bbc new year's eve thing there's too much pizzazz yeah exactly and it feels very theatrical um yeah. but then when you kind of get into when the song's actually going in i, don't, I think you'd actually quite like 
melody if it was like copy and pasted and to another singer or something like yeah that. i think if someone if someone messed it up a bit mm. maybe but you think i could bop along to it like you've just been bopping along <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> you, you're familiar with this song then already yeah i thought you might um, pick it um isn't that funny because i started today with a completely blank canvas and i listened to a few albums and that is what i was signed in on yeah so yeah. that is well, is a particularly it, rough one, is it, in the uh, catalogue? Well, I think so. I mean, like anything where you're getting into like the latter end of Spandau Ballet is when it, it gets progressively worse, basically. So I'd be surprised if you picked up anything early, apart from what, well, my one's not particularly early, but apart from my shit. Um, okay. But yeah, when I look at, um, when it's starting to get, how do I put this, when it's starting to get the female vocal. Oh yeah, that's involved, when it went... Yeah, that's when I'm like, right, okay, okay, it starts to fall off a cliff now. And it's particularly... That made the decision for me. When I heard that vocal, I was like, yep, that's the one. Yeah. Um, but that's in the same way, like, some of these some of these I don't actually mind. But with that one in particular, exactly for that reason, of the bum bum, but it's just like, it's a, it just feels shit. It just sounds shit. It doesn't do itself any favours by doing it like that. Um uh-huh. Most of what's bad about this song happens in the first 20 seconds, actually. Mm. And there's a lot of bad things happen. Mm. So um, let me just tell you. Okay. So, yeah. First second. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. It's too bright and, yeah, gaudy and tacky. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And we get that repeating a few times. Mm-hmm. Then about seven or eight seconds in, yeah. we get, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cheesy, horrible. Yeah, that is bad, yeah. I mean, and immediately it, after that, we get a horrible, really horrible, is that, I don't know what it is, is it a guitar or a horn? Something's been processed, and it's just like, really cheesy, hor- oh, it just sounds terrible. Yeah, it's a sax, I think it's trying to be a sax, yeah. It's like horrible, oh, 
But then, you've got, when it, but then when it goes to like, it's just, oh, it doesn't, but it doesn't, it does that for two seconds and it's pretty mediocre. But I like the vocal melody. The vocal melody makes I, it sound like fucking Duran Duran. Like, hang on, we haven't got to the vocal melody yet. Right, okay, all right. We've just we've swung into that beat, and it's just like dum dum dum. It's fine. It's In just depth. like whatever. Yeah. And almost immediately, there's a horrible little keyboard flourish. Okay, it sounds like something from a game show. Yeah. And then we're back into the boom dum. Boom, boom. And then, then, and then things are okay. Like it's just a kind of bland song. Um, but that first twenty seconds is like, oh my god. And then, yeah, the real kicker is when we start getting these uh, female backing vocals. It yeah. just nah, pushes it, pushes it off the end of the pier, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old virgin. Virgin's dead. Yeah, the um, lyrics as well. Actually, I was like, I don't know about this. We I'm are virgin. That. Pure as snow or something. It's like, what? It sounds like the Borg. We, the Borg? we are virgin. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, very strange. It's very strange. Um, okay, well, with that shit, let's follow another. Um, I, this was difficult. It For me, it's between two songs. But the one I think that will, cut it the closest because I just can't I can't stand it and it sounds like a mistake each time I hear it is okay. Coffee Club to this coffee club then <laughs> it's no club tropicana is it but uh i don't know i'd, I'd pop in maybe have a <sighs> flat white and get out no. um you tell me why you don't like it and then i'll uh, i hate i'll probably agree with some of what you say i so. just hate that bum 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 yeah. bum bum it's like it's purposefully trying to and i know like i'm always the person that goes I like that when it does things different, doesn't expect. That, it just doesn't, it, it sounds horrible. I just hate it because it's also trying to be like a bit like, I don't know, like sexy and like, I don't know, like sousery or whatever, I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, I don't mind the kind of, ugh, how do I put this, like the gang vocal, I guess. Some of the sax stuff is all right in the chorusy bits. But each time it just goes to that, bum, 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 I'm just like, oh my God, I need to turn it off because it's actually making me feel sick. I can't, <laughs> cannot stand it. I hate it. Um, and to be fair, um, like a lot of people, like you know, this. So this is off, yeah, Diamond, um, which was 1982. Uh, this was released. Um, just their second album. Yeah, and uh, is it a second or is it a third? Yeah, it's the second, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Um, and generally speaking, the album is all right. It's got some. It's got some fairly. Um, all right for a Spandau Ballet album, that's the kind of thing, basically. But with this, it feels like it is purposefully, I just don't know what it's doing. I don't know. I just, I just can't, I can't stand it. I just don't like it. 
Um, wow. Do you think you'd prefer it if they just changed that bass slightly? So, because at the moment it goes dun 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 dun. dun. But what if it just went bound 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 bound? Could you deal with that? Maybe. Maybe. But still, it's like. I don't, it's not a great song anyway. Like, yeah. It's quite a strange song. Like you said, it's like a kind of salsary Latin thing. Yeah. Um, but then, like you said, there's like these weird sort of like East End London gang vocals. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it sounds like, yeah, it's like a sexy, high life kind of party. Um, that is, yeah. I, I was like, that's that's interesting, that bass thing. Mm. It immediately made me go, I haven't heard that before. But after it repeated about a dozen times, I was like, it's just not working. No, it's, ma- I'm being it's too jarring. Honest. It's making me feel weird even thinking about it. <laughs> Again, I just really don't. I really, it does something it's, It does something physical to wow. me. <clears throat> I don't know what it is. It's like my brain, the idea of my, the brain, my brain trying to forcefully stick it together to make sense makes it makes the rest of my body in a physiological way feel sick <laughs> I don't know, it's okay so weird. all right let's let's drop the bass let's talk about these horns because i haven't heard this um song i haven't heard anything on this album i don't think but um and already the progression from the first album mm. with all that crunchy synth stuff this is like a big step into that commercial arena oh, yeah. and it's got that already that bright tacky horn sounds that i really dislike yes yeah it's there and it kicks the song off actually like a burst of it i was like oh god bloody hell here we go yeah it's very, um, it's very much there um like i don't know what it's trying to i think it is trying to do i don't know i was thinking what's going on at that time like is it trying to be a bit scar do you know what i mean i think it's trying to be kind of sexy and like uh sound opulent you know mm. like a Roxy music or yeah. even like I said, Club Tropicana vibe. But it's supposed um, to be, yeah, like, I mean, it's called Coffee Club. The I think, idea is that, yeah, it's supposed to be like this big, fun, sophisticated. Yeah. Like you can imagine this in like, I always think of, you know, like the mask with Jim Carrey, it's got this old like jazz clubs. It's like, yeah. Whatever like that. It's like that almost yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, it's kind of got yeah. that feeling to it. It's uh, trying to be like that old school thing. But yeah, I don't yeah. Know, it's, it's, it doesn't really work for me in the sisters. Um, yeah, hats off to them for doing something kind of experimental, trying to like cobble together some quite disparate elements. But I yeah, it feels like a failed experiment. Yeah. Well, that was my shit, Dan. So now it's your turn. We're going to end on a high note. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, you've left me in a, a bit of a quandary here because mm. you, you took my favourite song. Oh, sorry. Um, not going to cast the net too widely um, because the track that you selected, as well as being their debut single, was the first song on their debut album. So let's go on to track two. It's Reformation. <laughs>
Reformation. So I could have picked anything from this album, really. Mm. But that is the one that kind of stood out to me the most. Uh, Toys as well, mm. and Age of Blows. But I just thought this was so cool. It's got some really good swagger to it. Um, I love that, like, really prominent kind of bass. Mm. Probably running through a lot of these songs on this early album. Um, really cool synth sounds. Kind of a little bit dark. Mm. Bit, bit Devo-y in places. Mm-hmm. Um, another really strong vocal, like, almost pompous. Um, and I kind of thought, like, maybe a little bit of, like, a like a Joy Division hangover yeah. here. They've stolen a little bit of that kind of sound. Put that in there. Um, I love as well that we get like a minute of music before the vocal even comes in. Mm-hmm. And it really gets time to just like do its thing and establish itself mm. in a very cool way. And I, yeah, that that is a, that is a Stone Cold classic and I've only ever heard it twice now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because it's like, it doesn't, as you said, it's got the music there. So the thing of what basically Spandau Ballet went on to do is they, um, obviously Tony Hadley's voice is great, um, but it's it's kind of on everything. So it's like, it becomes the main pulling point, uh, to be honest, like later on down the line. Whereas with yeah. these tracks, um, instead you've got, you've got a solid fucking cool thing and actually his vocals aren't across everything, as you said. And so when they do come in and out, it actually has quite a profound effect, more so than it was mm. had he just been, and it just, you know, started off with ding, 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 whatever. <laughs> um, uh, and all that. But um, <clears throat> as you said, it is, yeah, it's really dark. It's very like, you know, this was 1981, as we were saying, Depeche Mode and all this stuff. It's all this stuff is kicking off, craft work. I like coming up yeah. with these like new kind of darker synth sounds. As you said, there's an element of Devo. Um, you can hear a bit of Devo to it as well. Um, especially like with that kind of that vocal, I guess like the sound of that vocal a little bit against that kind of synth sound. It's much yeah. more serious. It's like a more serious, darker thing, which is weird to compare it to, but uh, cause you said it, I can hear it now. Um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, you've got like, it is, just, this was such a cool spot in time because even with things like, oh, I don't know, like when you think of fucking, I don't know, like Human League or something like that, where it's like these big 80s synth stuff, but, um, you know, you kind of go back and where it's like a bit like darker and everyone's just trying out these new synth sounds and no one's like 100%. Um, yeah. And yeah, they're doing things that are like, feel a bit more different and personal and you're coming out of that like post-punk your new wave kind of thing. So there's still that mood and mentality and stuff there. And th- this track is fucking great. It's brilliant, but it's still got all the staple Spanner Ballet stuff there in the sense of it's kind of got, same we just got from To Cut A Long Story Short as well, which is that like drums, like those 80s drum fills, which are still there. It's got those big, epic, dramatic vocals, obviously with Tony Hadley, which is great. Um, but yeah, and what I love a lot about this album is that it's very thin production wise. Um, Mm. and so it feels very stripped back and that kind of makes it sound more lonely and stark and dark basically. Um, Mm. then a lot of the rest of their nice sheeny, preeny, shiny stuff that comes on later. 
And so this yeah. has like a this is, has a grit to it, has a, like a, a loneliness which adds adds into it. It's a great it's a great fucking track. Like I'm, and that's the thing is that, as I was saying before, I'm not like the biggest Spandau Ballet song, um, but yeah, I forget like again as I was saying before, like to cut a long story short, I opened up that world to me, and I forget about tracks like this where I'm just like that's a fucking solid amazing track which yeah. no one like if and it's great to have it's your hit actually because it's like if people talk about like what's your favorite spandau ballet song you saying like reformation <laughs> you'd be like, what the, what? Um, <laughs> and you'd be well entitled to it because it's a it's a great track and it's only had 375,000 plays on spotify as i'm looking at it just nothing, yeah, nothing wow. really in the grand scheme of things Start hitting that play button, people. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. get it up there. Yeah. Um, I had no idea how good this album was, so um, I'm quite excited, actually. I'm going yeah, go to give it a few listens and keep my eyes peeled. I've never even seen it, this no, album. I've it's called Journeys it. to Glory, the debut album. And considering I spend a lot of time scrolling around on people's vinyl accounts on Instagram and digging through um, boxes of records and things, I've literally never seen it, so... Going to keep my eyes peeled for a copy. Yeah, I think that's worth getting hold of if you can. I mean, it's looking here, it's had a 2010 remaster. So there must be, um, you know, still, that's still 11 years ago, but there must be something out there. That has yeah. It. But yeah, it's well worth checking it out. Um, cool. I think that's it. So that's the boys from the ballet. Boys from the ballet, indeed. Um, yeah, a bit of standout ballet for you there. Um, so yeah, uh, as, as we were saying, like recommend, uh, check it out. Start at the beginning, work your way up. Um, to the modern day, if you so wish, but it's all there. It's all there. Get stuck in. Exactly. Cool. Um. Well, thanks, guys, and listen uh, to us next week, and write to us and tell us what you think, because you probably looked at this going Spandau Ballet, and I think you've been pleasantly surprised, <laughs> haven't you, <laughs> naughty boys and girls? Um. I guess we'll see you next time. Next time, indeed. Yep. More podcast, more hit and shit next week and every week. Come back and enjoy the conversation. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.